Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. And we are your new executive committee. Yes. CEO, EO. <laughs> she got a baby EO. Entrepreneur. <laughs> what was the other one we made up? A mogal instead of mogul. Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> I, just, I think a classic girl boss yeah. seems really fitting right here. It does. We're going to be selling all your stocks extra long. And Ooh. we're going to be holding in all hands on... Our bodies. Okay. Mm. We're going to buy low and we're going to sell high. And I don't know how to make that sexual, but it felt like felt sexual. your whole body. We're covering your whole body. Yeah. Anyway, that's us as the new Roy family. <laughs> don't I appear to be the most competent of the three? I would love your vote at the investor meeting. <laughs> I don't want your vote. I'm going to live on an island and I'll see none of you ever. I'm taking yeah. my hundreds of millions of dollars. I would love yeah. the money. We're out of here. I'm buying a sculpture garden. <laughs> Last time I did take a like which succession character are you? And I got Roman. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm glad he's a hoot because of the emo piece. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but tell me what you think. I don't know. I don't think I would have picked Roman. I don't even know what I would pick. He's like, I'm a six, seven Enneagram. He's a goose. He avoids, he like is like silly. And I don't know. I don't remember what the questions were. I just remember laughing that that's what I got. Oh, Allie, tell me about yourself. Oh, I'm an ENFJ. I'm a 6'7 Capricorn <laughs> Kendall. <laughs> really rolls off. Oh, wait, you got Roman. Sorry, I was thinking Kendall. That's why I said emo, the emo I piece. I know, I was like, what? Sorry, sorry. She's freaking no, no, no. nuts. <laughs> Roman. She's always sending no, a dick pic. I'm... She's masturbating against a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to come. <laughs> why I got him. He's a silly goose. He masturbates against glass, has fetishes for older women. I'm know. going to cherry pick his best qualities, <laughs> and that's why I got him. He is second born. I did mean, Lindsay, I, I forgot to send you yesterday um, on Hulu, there's a new original film called Flame and Hot, which has the story about Richard Montanez, the Frito-Lay janitor who helped create the Dorito flavoring. Oh, Right. And I was laughing because, like, they're making all these corporate movies now about Air Jordans, you know, whatever you call these. <laughs> and it's like, they've done it, Lindsay. You got a flaming Hot Cheeto documentary. Finally. He was the janitor that, that makes me want to call it Goodwill Crunching. <laughs> <laughs> and you can. And you should. And, and I will. <sighs> oh, so silly. Pertinent to my narrow, my very specific... <laughs> Interests. Her chip niche. She's had that Goodwill crunching uh, joke on deck for five years straight, waiting oh. for this moment. <laughs> 
No, the one I've repeated a million times is that that's what we should call thrifting is good will oh, hunting. yeah. Mm. If you want me to repeat my dad jokes, <laughs> get it right. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy belated to you. <laughs> but happy belated birthday to you, Danny. You were on like a two-week <sighs> excursion. Exotic vacation. Yes, it was so amazing. We were up in Cape Cod, which we've done um, now for the last five or six years. And for my birthday, Marco set up this whole really fun day of activities. We started off and we did, we went like scootering around the Cape. I love scootering, you know, those like powered scooters that you can rent. Yeah. We went to a psychic who told us the future and told me just to relax, just do a little less, which I appreciated. I'm all about that. Thank you. Wow. You're in a good spot, she said. She was a plant. We actually hired her. <laughs> just do us. Um, we had private chef wow. came to the house. I mean, the whole day was just the best. And we had this inside joke about tongues. And that's, I sent you the very hyper-realistic looking tongue that for, I think, an affordable amount of money you can get off Amazon, these really realistic looking tongues. And so all week we had a blast, like, placing them everywhere. We were out at the nightclub and Marco was just throwing them at people. And so they would kind of, like, have a fake tongue kind of bounce off of you. It was a vest. Did they come like in a, like you had a bunch? It came in a pack. Yeah. How many tongues How many? come in a pack? I think it must be at least 15 because Marco had like 10 yeah. surprises. So each surprise is wrapped in a tongue. And then, yeah, you know, as you know. A 15 pack of tongues. Yeah. It's like a, not a baker's dozen, a dentist dozen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dentist dozen. So we had the best time. The trip was great. It was extra gay and fun. And um, Provincetown is just a beautiful city for anybody who's never been. There's art and shopping and food, so much lobster. So today is my first day back from the vacation, and I am a human fake tongue. Yeah. I am just a giant, wobbly, pink pound of flesh that um, is useless. Did you stay in the same place the entire time? Almost the entire time we stayed in the same place. Yeah. And then the last day we were checked out. But there is an infamous place for all of you P-Town goers called the Dick Dock, where during the day there's this party that has every day there's a tea boat slip dance where everybody comes and hangs out. And then at night, everyone goes under and they let it out. Everyone comes and hangs out. Everyone comes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so fun because during the day when the party was happening, we looked out over it and we had like binoculars and we were right now. I mean, I could have handed, you know, somebody a drink to it. I was, we were A tongue. <laughs> yeah. And then at night we would- It's like an orgy. Encourage people to go down. Yeah. yeah. I so, love it. Very fangasm the whole time. Wow. And yeah. Danny, I can't believe you were- in like Lobster Town oh. the week after Little Mermaid. You could have really planned your trip better for our season. You could have saved Sebastian. I know. Well, the one thing that Pete Town does not have is movie theaters and there was a rainy day. And so we were talking about like, oh, which, you know, we had to change some plans. And I was like, oh, there's a movie theater. We could go see Little Mermaid. And I was like, oh, it's 40 miles away. And I don't need to see that bad. <laughs> I was there. You saw the real, you saw the, the ocean. Yeah. yeah. You weren't under the sea. There yeah. is no uh, VFX graphics. No, I was in it. So it was just the best. <laughs> and um, yeah, now I'm excited to be. No, I'm not. I don't want to be back. I want to be on vacation forever and ever and ever. <laughs> no, that's why you're not you as a Roy sibling. You don't want the company. You want to take the money and run to Cape Town. Honestly, you keep almost all the money and leave me one billion. Not Cape Town, Cape Cod. <laughs> leave me a billion so I can go to Cape Cod and Cape Town. And that's all I need. Yeah, one bill. It's easy. We don't ask for much, just a bill. Who would Danny be as a Roy? Now I'm trying to think. I mean, Greg in a little bit of a way. Probably Greg, yeah. Because he's so hot. Like, but like is going to come out on top, but is like 
a little yeah. bit of a goofball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of us are Shiv <laughs> is the headline here. I was like thinking I the only reason I would be Shiv is because I would shit the bed. Like she like kept being like, I've got it. And then like her strategy was all wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not naturally very like cunning. Like I'm not gonna, it just isn't in my bones. And I feel like she might not be either, but wanted to come off that way. She definitely thought she was. Yeah, like yeah. she was like, check this out. And you're like, oh, that was checkers this whole time. You thought you're playing chess. Like it's adorable. Yeah. But not us. We're better. No. I feel like Allie's Jerry. Oh, I love to be Jerry. Very competent. I'll take Jerry. Very well liked. I don't know. I feel like you're, I mean, if you have to be a sibling, we know you're Kendall, but I have to be Kendall. <laughs> you got casting options. I'm the best boy. I'm the best podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> L to the OG. <laughs> Breaking news. ATN. Well, before we go to Blowdown. Final call for donations. Thank you to everybody mm-hmm. that has supported the LGBTQIA plus community during Pride Month. I did that by eating lobster in a gay spot. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I ate with a gay lobster. Yeah. And that's how we change the world. Okay. <laughs> I donated uh, to the Trevor Project and I um, am so grateful for everyone else that has contributed and supported. Um, your stickers are going to be in the mail shortly because they are coming to me today. So... And then we have another announcement. It rhymes with Dick Doc, actually. <laughs> it does rhyme with Dick Doc. I was what just my brain was trying to scramble to get. I, I couldn't think of like what else are we talking about? <laughs> announcement of the year. We are officially on TikTok Fangasm Podcast. Check us out. We have one video up. It's getting lots of love so far. And so thank you guys. Last I checked, we had 69 followers. So perfect timing. And that's it. We're actually closing shop. And it's a cutoff. Yeah, and that's it. And we've stopped our account, and we feel like we've hit our peak. <laughs> but um, we're going to be putting a lot of behind-the-scenes content because you always hear us in audio form, but we record this on video, so you never really get to see kind of the shenanigans and chaos that happens, the things that don't end up on the podcast. So we'll be putting little snippets up there and some other fun content. So follow us at Fangasm Podcast. And don't worry, we'll also be, I think there will be some stuff on Reels, too. Oh, we'll yeah. Just be more video features. Yeah. Um, and if you have any ideas. We're finally catching up. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've heard about this thing called TikTok. And if you have any ideas of stuff, let us know. But we're just excited. And I don't know. It's, why not? Yeah. We were inspired by Danny seeing the TikTok. And we're like, you know what? It feels like a sign from God that we should be on TikTok. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have so much content and so much footage. Seven years worth. We just have never done anything with it. It's so pathetic. My favorite part was um, learning that we were going to be doing some of the video stuff when I came on and Allie was like full (laughs) wedding day makeup and was just like, oh, oh, we've actually talked about recording. You know, it's like, are those flowers in your hair? Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you have false eyelashes? What is happening? So now I have to shower to record. I know. I had to put makeup on. I'm so depressed. I mean, the days of just a messy bun and rolling out of bed and recording are apparently long gone. So done. Allie did go through a multi-year phase of her life where she wore a singular flower in the back of her hair. So oh, my God. Maybe you could do that for us. If you had known Allie, not Lafever, Allie Brigulio from uh, the ages of 18 through 21, she wore a single flower in her hair at the bar. So that was my calling sign. Who is she? She's not like <laughs> other girls. She's a, a Latin dancer. Is that a real flower? <laughs> Oh, no. I had a whole collection of silk flowers. I'd go to Michael's and buy single flowers and cut off the tops and bobby pin them in my hair. It was quite a look. Moana. <laughs> Who is she? Oh, boy. Uh, let me see if I can do flowers in hair segue to 
the blowdown. And I think that's because these two friends might lose their flower. What's the saying? What's the saying about like be, be deflowered? Be deflowered. Yes. That's my connection because Greg and Tom were working out if they should hook up pre their planned foursome with two women that they met at the club. And there was a will they, won't they? There was a passionate kiss. That's sort mm-hmm. of where it ended. And then Tom, Greg was sort of the one pushing this. And then this last episode ended with Tom saying, I think we should fuck. Mm. And that was the clit hanger. That's a classic case of Tom fool around a Classic. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that's where we are. And I think this is only a four-part season. So this is the penultimate. Q3. The Q3 earnings are about to be released. Mm. Exactly. Released indeed. This is when we really ramp up. So I say we go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Greg answered in a strangled sort of way, like it was the last thing he expected to hear, which it wasn't, but maybe not all that long ago it would have been. Okay, cool. Cool, Tom said. Sure. Greg shrugged one shoulder, his hand sliding down Tom's back before he removed his touch completely from Tom's body. Right. Band-Aid. Third episode with a Band-Aid reference. (laughs) It has been? They just keep calling it that? I'm pretty sure that we have, the last episode we made a joke about how Band-Aid must be the sponsor. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh Oh, we're so funny. It's hilarious. (laughs) I think I made that killer joke. (laughs) I can't believe I don't remember that. It's a classic. The stuff of comedic legend. That's what we call an an owl with a long leg classic. (laughs) Woo! It'll be in the pantheon of... Everybody post a picture of any Band-Aids you're wearing right now. Send us a photo tag. (laughs) Fangas and podcast. Oh, Lindsay, you are wearing a Band-Aid. I got a shot today at the doctor. Oh my God, is that just a sex between friends Band-Aid? Yeah, like Greg and Tom. Yeah. And you guys, surprise, I have Band-Aids on my nip. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, once at my old Chicago apartment on the street, there was like a, I would walk by it all the time with Puffin, a window that had bullet holes in it. Oh, I remember And one time for the content, I went and put a Band-Aid on it so that I could quote, Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. Lindsay, I swear to God, I thought of this. I'm not even joking less than a week ago. I mean, I wasn't doing it sincerely, but I was just like, I got to do that. I got to take advantage of this. That's just what made me think of Band-Aids. I was thinking that what I love the most about you is I love your commitment to the bit. Yeah. We had just been brainstorming some client project, and then I don't know why, when I got off, I thought that I love your just enthusiasm, and you're always willing to go that next extra creative mile. And then I thought of that Band-Aid bullet hole story, and I remember when you posted it. (laughs) When am I ever going to have an opportunity to visually represent that Taylor Swift lyric? You don't let that moment pass you by. Never. So we'll see if this Band-Aid can fix hmm. his hole. (laughs) (laughs) Band-Aids don't fix private holes, Uh but they might. Okay. Tom found himself almost gasping, or at least that's what it felt like. He backed away, allowing for a few precious, important inches of space between their bodies. Bedroom, he said in a definitive tone, mm-hmm. one that fell just short of sexy and somewhere closer to desperate. Greg marched dutifully back to the bedroom. Tom was close behind, but Greg didn't wait for him. He stepped out of his shoes once again, reached down, pulled the socks off his feet, <laughs> slipped the tie out of his collar, and started on the buttons. You in some kind of hurry, Greg? Greg stopped, his hands now about halfway down his chest. You're a salaried employee, Greg. You're going to be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> No, he answered. I thought we were being efficient. 
Efficient doesn't necessarily mean fast. And if you think it does, I pity everyone who's ever been fucked by you. You know, remember when we did the motivational posters? I forgot what it was for, but we did funny motivational posters. Oh, yeah. Like about teamwork and sex and stuff. I feel like efficiency doesn't necessarily mean fast. I think we can can bring those back. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. We need to resurface them and make some more. Yes. Yeah. Stay tuned. We just discovered TikTok. We also just discovered memes. So just, you guys wait. Uh, That's not very nice, said Greg. Tomorrow, Tom forced himself to say, to resume their supposed original intention effectively. When those girls are here, do you think we're just going to rip off our clothes and jump right into the snake pit? (laughs) Snake pit. Greg thought on this. Do you think it's like a 70s porno, Greg? Do you think the scene opens with all of us already gathered in a hot tub? Are you expecting these girls to be sporting full bush? (laughs) Um, Greg stammered out of the attempt of an answer. I don't mind the natural. My point, Tom interrupted, is that if I'm going to be doing this anywhere in the vicinity of you, I don't want to be embarrassed. I hope you know what you're doing, Greg. I know what I'm doing, Greg answered meekly. Well, act like it then, said Tom. The smallest hint of a smile perked up at the corner of Greg's mouth. He nodded firmly, and Tom sat on the end of the bed again, removed his shoes properly and with patience and in a way that should not, by anyone's standards, be sexy. So, foreplay? Greg asked. Tom peeked over at him. (laughs) Do you mean the part of the fangasm episode where they tell you all about the series? (laughs) Then yeah. Yeah. I want that. That's the one. (laughs) They've done it twice? Hit me. Tom peeked over at him, and he couldn't keep himself from laughing a little. Good to know you're familiar with the concept. <laughs> he started on the other shoe, and Greg sat on the bed. Funny you mentioned the concept. The concept actually started <laughs> in Allie's house. Her and Lindsay were brainstorming podcast ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you like make a pitch deck just about our origin story. What do you like? He asked. You're the one with all that experience, Greg. Why don't you try out one of your super awesome, disgusting moves? (laughs) When he lowered his feet to the ground, he turned his body to face Greg. The room fell silent. Not even the air purifier running could ruin the moment. You want me to take the lead here, Greg asked quietly. If you don't mind, said Tom, unless I find that you have no idea what you're doing, in which case I'll make myself clear, I think. Greg smiled. Okay. (laughs) He seemed to ponder this a moment. Then he reached out took Tom's hand and pulled him closer. They both met in the middle of the bed, still facing each other, Greg still holding onto Tom's hand. And Greg kissed him again, slow and sweet, and lowered him softly into the mattress. What are you doing, Tom asked against Greg's mouth. Greg laughed into the kiss, kissed him again. I'm fucking kissing you, dude. <laughs> no, this this feels very 1986, said Tom. <laughs> Okay, if you're going to accuse me of fucking like I'm from another decade, I'm going to need you to narrow it down to one decade, and preferably one I can actually remember. Shut up, Tom shook his head. You know, you're lucky you're in my bed at all. You should see the women begging to sleep in my bed. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Greg asked teasingly. Tom was lying flat on his back now, and Greg straddled him. And what women are these? You've seen the ones I've been out with, Greg, said Tom. Yeah, you're telling me they've never been in this room? Tom hadn't meant to admit it. Truthfully, he didn't think Greg would connect the dots. He shook his head. My point is that I don't need to be here doing this with you, all right? So if we're doing this, can we make sure it's not awful? Greg dropped his fingers to Tom's shirt, slid them up the top button. All right, he nodded in agreement. One raucous night of not-awful sex coming right up. (laughs) Not like that, Tom laughed, and Greg was smiling too. Smiling down at him from all the way up there, sitting on top of him like he belonged there. 
He ran his hands down the front of Tom's shirt, opened the buttons slowly, one by one, like it was a science project, something more than an experiment. How about you, Tom asked when Greg finished the buttons, when he was working on the ones on Tom's sleeve. (laughs) How many have you conquered? Greg's concentration left the buttons. His eyes flitted up to Tom's watching him. I don't know, he shrugged. A few. Ten, Tom asked. Sure, Greg answered. Ten. More than ten, asked Tom. Like, no, not more than ten. A dentist dozen. (laughs) (laughs) Ten tongues, you idiot. Greg pulled the sleeve off of Tom's arm, and Tom pulled himself up a little. Greg removed the shirt from Tom's body, then played his fingers over the front of Tom's white cotton undershirt. He nodded. I'm imagining that he has to take off, you know, the buttons on his sleeve. Cufflinks. He has the cufflinks. Yeah. He's got to do the tie clip. So many. <laughs> Easy on the Rolex. <laughs> yeah, he's like, God, you're well-dressed. He unties his ascot. <laughs> 20, Tom asked. Greg ignored the pained expression. You're kind of, like, obsessed with my sex life, Tom. I'm obsessed with your sex life, Tom scoffed. Greg pulled the undershirt off of his body. He continued on the buttons of his own shirt now. Mm Mm-hmm. Greg, I'm not obsessed with your sex life, okay? We're supposed to be helping each other out there in the dating world, aren't we? Isn't that the point? Is it so odd that I should wonder if my efforts for your benefit have been successful? Greg peeled back his shirt when they were both bare-chested. God, thank God, this has been a (laughs) lot of shirt undressing. My, like, brain can't keep up with, like, what's on, what's off. When they were both bare-chested, Greg leaned forward, placed his hands on Tom's arms, and held him down against the mattress. Can we not talk about who else I'm fucking, he asked. The heat of his body, if not his request alone, served to shut Tom up in that moment. Greg's lips fell against Tom's, hovering there for a moment. Tom kissed him again, but Greg pulled away just slightly, his strength holding Tom down. Restraining me, Greg? asked Tom. You told me not to treat you like an antique. Tom smiled. Are you just going to hold me here? You know that sex involves some amount of movement generally, don't you? You told me not to be in a rush, said Greg. You don't need to be in a rush, Greg, but you should. Can you just trust that I know what I'm doing here? God, you're so you're so bossy. Lindsay, that'd be your dream for Greg to be in a rush. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Uh. In a rush. Ha hee ha hee. Too bad you're a Sanders now, and uh, <laughs> looks like Mayor is getting Greg, but good for you. You know, a brother-in-law is always great. That's true. He'd be a great brother-in-law. I love the author of this, Gregory John Hirsch, who we just can only assume is Greg writing in his journal. I love this, but I could not sleep with Tom. And I can only imagine that, like, Shiv was as bossy with him as he is. Hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? He's, like, passing this on to Greg. (laughs) Bossy people boss people. Bossy people boss people. He doesn't get to be a dom in any other part of his life, so he's really exercising all his power right now. Yeah. He also, he needs to shut up a little bit. Yeah, he's just too verbose. This is all historically accurate. (laughs) My stock is flat until (laughs) I'm ready for them to start taking off those cufflinks. Can you just trust that I know what I'm doing here, said Greg? God, you're so, you're so bossy. Don't you ever get sick of bossing me around? Do I ever get sick of bossing you around? Tom laughed. Actually, Greg, no, I don't. Especially when I know you don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing, Tom. Do you? I'm kind of a slut now, Tom, so yeah. A slut, Tom laughed. Is this part of the disgusting brother's lexicon? (laughs) I don't know, Greg smirked, positioning his body over Tom's, pressing closer. His lips made their way to the side of Tom's neck and kissing him lightly. Do you think we need a lexicon? (laughs) God, Tom rolled his eyes. Why did I agree to this? Good question, Tom. Look at the repartee. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need... 
Good question, Tom. Why did you? I could be fucking anyone I want right now. You know that, said Tom. Greg stopped, his knee slotted between Tom's legs, slowly working its way up. Oh yeah? He asked with a smirk. Then why aren't you? Tom glared up at him, their eyes locked, but Tom didn't answer. Greg's grip tightened on Tom's hands, pinning them against the mattress. Seriously, Tom, he asked, his smile fading. If you could be fucking anyone right now, why'd you choose me? There was no explaining himself. There was no way out of this that didn't include the phrase, because I want to. So he reached his lips up for a kiss, which Greg playfully denied. He tried it again, and Greg gave in. They kissed, and Greg released his hold on Tom's hands, let them wander back down to Tom's body, to his chest, to his sides. Tom reached his own grasp down, allowing himself to indulge in the touch of Greg's skin for the first time. He couldn't believe it, really, that he'd never let himself do this before. Surely he could have come up with some reason, some excuse, some way to touch Greg in a way that's strictly bro-like. <laughs> yeah, a soft caress is so bro-like. <laughs> bro, bro, your skin feels great. <laughs> Are you moisturized? <laughs> what four-in-one body wash, <laughs> air conditioner, shaving gel do you use? <laughs> Nothing came to his mind at this exact moment, but at this exact moment, he had Greg's tongue down his throat. So maybe it made sense that his brain wasn't working perfectly. But Greg's skin was so smooth and so warm and so tight, more muscular than he imagined. Greg wasn't toned, didn't have the kind of body that intimidated Tom. But at the end of the day, this wasn't about bodies. He was still the same Greg, wasn't he? Clothed or naked, he was still Greg. Tom should hate him, probably. Certainly. Tom's annoyed with him a lot of these days. This shouldn't feel like anything special. This shouldn't feel so right. Greg's leg found an easy rhythm, a friction against Tom's body that took no time at all to get Tom aroused. Tom tried to remember why they were even doing this, how they even got here. Could they really have convinced themselves somehow that this was all happening in the name of fucking other women? In pursuit of the idealistic heterosexual male fantasy? Is that how they ended up here? Tom, Greg whispered. I know we said hand stuff, but but can we maybe? Yes, Tom agreed before <laughs> Greg even said it. Do right butt stuff. Right to the butt stuff. Listen to Fangasm. <laughs> because Tom was already trying in vain to concentrate on getting Greg's pants off, but Greg was so mercilessly close to his body that there was no way, not without breaking their current rhythm. But Greg's kisses weren't like any kisses Tom shared with anyone before, and he didn't want to stop. He didn't want to ever stop. Greg reached between them, pulling clumsily at Tom's belt while clearly trying his best to appear patient, to look like he knew what he was doing, like he wasn't too eager to be any good at this. And then he managed somehow to get into Tom's pants and start pulling them down. Tom reached out, laid a hand gently on Greg's forearm, and stopped him. Wait, I just thought of something. Greg's brows perked up. Uh, okay. Tom steadied himself, focused on his breathing. We should see each other naked, he said. <laughs> I sort of figured we were headed there, said Greg. No, I mean before any of the sex happens, you know? Not really. Tom maneuvered away from under Greg's body, sitting up <laughs> beside him again, just... Just take our clothes off, he tried to explain, and be with each other, next to each other, naked. Like, not touching? <laughs> asked Greg. Tom sighed. You're not getting what I'm saying, are you? Greg watched him. You need to explain it with different words, I think. Get the lexicon. The lexicon. Get the disgusting bros. Discussionary. The sexicon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. How did it take that many lexicon mentions to get there? He needs a fangasm diagram is what he really needs here. He does. Not more words, more pictures. Yes, and I will not be the one to draw it. <laughs> 
Frustrated, Tom kissed him again. Listen, he said, holding Greg's face in his hands. We're not doing the romantic shit. We're not repeating this. This is a one-time, strictly utilitarian thing we're doing here. The whole thing stems from the fact that it might be awkward seeing each other naked. So I think that, you know, for a few minutes we should... Oh, Greg triumphantly came to the moment of realization. You're still making this about tomorrow night. Tom raised a brow. Greg, that's the whole thing. It was your idea. You said, I'm fucking with you, dude. Greg laughed. (laughs) And Tom wasn't amused, but he was a little relieved. Take off your fucking pants, Tom ordered. Hey, I thought I was in charge here, said Greg. You're taking the lead, Tom explained. You're never in charge, Greg. Let's just make that very clear. And that's on leadership. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's a leadership lesson. That's what Kendall was doing this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greg shook his head. He started on his belt. Whatever. You want him to see my dick or what? <laughs> well, now it's sort of awkward, isn't it? Said Tom. What? How? Because, Tom said, tossing his hands up. You can't just ask someone, do you want to see my dick or what? Yes, I can. I just did. You said this was utilitarian. I don't know why I can't sing off key. I can just sing off key. It's all very utilitarian. I'm saying the words that you told me to say. What is a key? Why does it matter? Danny, hit it. Uh, uh, like an angel. And you said you knew what you were doing. I do know what I'm doing, said Greg. Oh, my God, if you say another word, I swear. But he was silenced when Greg was kissing him again. When Greg laughed into his mouth, touched his body in indecent, decidedly impolite ways that Tom couldn't get enough of. The pants came off anyway, just as they would have, but there was nothing awkward in the movement of their bodies, not to them at least. Tom wasn't used to this kind of closeness with a man, with anyone really, but he wasn't thinking about how different it was from anything he'd ever been used to. He wasn't thinking about a divorce or the other things he'd done on this bed on nights long past. He wasn't thinking about relationships or business deals or pretty women in bars. In truth, he wasn't even thinking about Greg. (laughs) He wasn't thinking at all. He was only feeling. And what he felt, he knew can't be put into words, couldn't be processed by thinking. This was a feeling that could only be felt, could only happen in a moment, so he was enjoying the moment. And then Greg was kissing his throat again, sliding his lithe and able body along Tom's eagerly but carefully. As he did, Tom wondered if the other bodies Greg had fucked were hotter than his, thinner than his, younger than his. He wondered if Greg was thinking about any of those bodies right now, comparing them to his body. He wondered if Greg even liked his body or if he just liked all bodies, like the idea of a body count. (laughs) And then Greg's mouth was on his stomach, and he realized no one had ever kissed his stomach before. It was a strange thing to realize, and now of all times it was strange. No one had ever held him at the waist and pressed their lips into the soft parts of him, attended to them, loved them. No one had ever loved the soft parts of Tom. Mm. (sighs) Sweet. Um, When we uh, got massages in Cape Cod, Marco and I did, and... It's like a pretty small place. There weren't any like kind of major spas. There were just hotels that had spas. And we had these two guys give us massages. These like older, fabulous gay men. And we were like waiting to get our massage. And they were like gossiping in the lobby. And then when they came in, they were giving us the same spiel at the same time right next to each other because we had a couple's massage. And so one was like one minute ahead of the other. <laughs> so it'd be like, okay, I'm lay down and put your head in here. And then the other one was like, I'm gonna lay down. But you know what I mean? And so at one point, and I'm like, and I'm so sorry, like, I didn't catch your name. And they were like, oh, silly me, I didn't give you the name. And the other one was like, I didn't give you my name either. And it was like, it's it like a bit. An echo. It was this bit of these <laughs> fabulous gay men who were giving massages. I love it. They gave the weirdest massages. They were clearly like just friends who could massage. 
but not masseuses. And so it was like 85 minutes, which is a really long time to get yeah. a, long a random massage. And he would like sometimes pet my head. And then he like <laughs> took his whole elbow on my back like a bunch. And I have a very hairy back as we've all talked about. And so I was like, is this going to end? And it was never going to end. And at the and it did. And the tables like were a little weak. And so you could hear them like creaking. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been touched like this before by anybody. And and I don't want to repeat it. Yeah. You come out and the original masseuses are like tied up in the back and gagged. <laughs> 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 five minutes. I think you've my name either. Yeah, it's up. It's up. It was so funny. <laughs> Oh, my God. So you had the Greg special. Did they kiss your stomach is the question. It was like I was ready for them, like, at any point to kiss the stomach. And then he they touched us in not wildly inappropriate ways, but it, Mark was like, oh, yeah, his dick was sliding on me the entire time. Oh. And mine was, like, you know, using his whole body to, like, rub down. And oh, so right. then, yeah. <laughs> then, I mean, I could feel his stuff. The whole thing was so bizarre. You definitely got massaged by someone with a frotting fetish. A little frotting <laughs> Welcome to Fraught and Relax. We fraught, you relax. <laughs> we grind, you wind down. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I love that. Greg, he called out in a soft, urgent whisper. Greg stopped, looked up. You good? Tom let out a breath. His body felt drained already, like he may have once held luminance, like he'd given it all up for Greg's benefit. I'm fine, he responded. Just felt like saying your name. Oh my God, this tomlet is a soft scramble. What a little tender <laughs> Greg smiled, his teeth bared against Tom's skin. Okay, he said, if you're going to say my name, that's fine or whatever, but like if you need me to stop or something, you're going to have to pull my hair or something. <laughs> Tom grinned, I can do that. I wish they'd come up with a safe word and it was like shiv or something. <laughs> Greg continued kissing Tom's body and then he was touching Tom, his fingers wrapped around him. His lips were closer, breath warm against him. This was never about tomorrow night, was it, he thought. Greg took him in his mouth, and Tom's head fell back against the pillow. Nothing, nothing on God's green earth had ever felt like this. Noah had touched him like this. He swore it. This wasn't just about how long it had been since he'd been touched. This was him finally seeing firsthand that, yes, Greg does know what he's doing. Greg knew exactly what he was doing. He reached down, his hand tentatively finding a place atop Greg's head, carefully pushing fingers through his thick hair, petting him in a way he hoped Greg didn't loathe. He closed his eyes, let whatever sounds, whatever words flow naturally from his body just happen into the atmosphere around them. He didn't care. Nothing mattered but this. Mm. And then a thought. Greg on the baseball field that chilly day they met. Greg in that fishbowl office accepting an invitation to dinner. Greg on his knees in Hungary, atop a desk in a safe room, pacing back and forth in a back room in D.C. Greg hating him. <laughs> also, Danny, the song that needs to play is the Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Romeo and Juliet. When they see each other. Uh-huh, the Desiree. Kissing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's all the Greg like flashbacks. Greg hating him, avoiding him, rejecting his calls. Greg listening to Tom's desperate, pathetic, mulling aloud about Nero and Sporus, rejecting a chicken fight, accepting a kiss on the forehead, shaking his hand in a country they won't go back to anytime soon. Every moment that led them here, every butterfly wing or eyelash, every word spoken or unspoken, all the times Tom had held himself back from saying too much, every time he said more than he should have. Some silly pact about facing the real world and picking up women, some stupid nickname Tom can only kind of remember saying was cool. A couple pretty girls at a club a few hours before, Greg's inane proposition. 
Greg between his legs, Greg with his mouth on Tom's cock, Greg who knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. And suddenly it was too much. He didn't know if he was going to come or cry, but either way, he had to stop Greg. He pulled on his hair and Greg released him, smiling. He climbed up Tom's body again and they were in each other's arms. And Tom wished some sort of disaster could happen right now. A nuclear bomb or an apocalyptic hurricane. (laughs) Something that could kill them right now, right as they are Mm -hmm. now in each other's arms. Because even now in this moment, even now with these thoughts, the last thing in the world he wanted to do was admit that he didn't ever want to let him go. Mm -hmm. The end of the episode. Oh, my God. Wow. This is beautiful. Everyone else who writes fan fiction should quit. I'm just kidding. But, like, what? I mean, I'm going to make a bold statement and say I think this is one of the best written stories we've ever read character development wise for sure i feel like they sound just like the characters like i'm getting lost in an episode of succession right now oh my the lost episode of succession yeah this is the one everyone was gunning for where tom and greg fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well let's sing and then we'll talk about our stocks yeah 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 when the episode ends, check your underpants. Are your stocks, stocks up, up or down? <sighs> okay, well, I, I read the anal reports, and it looks like <laughs> this business is only going up or down, and I'm in. Consider me invested. I am a mm. non-silent majority investor in this bang. <laughs> bang instead of bank. Wow, great. There is a really popular quote in one of the last episodes of Succession. It doesn't spoil anything, but I want to read it because I think it's really fitting, and I'm just going to change one word. Ejaculation, Greg, is like a bottle of fine wine. You store it, you hoard it, and you save it for a special occasion, and then you smash someone's fucking face in with it. And I feel like that is what is about to happen next, that he's about to blow his load and climb right to the top of this Greg ladder. So, wow. Was the word that you changed ejaculation? (laughs) Yeah, the first word. (laughs) (laughs) That was a very specific line. It was. I was was. like, how'd she find that? (laughs) I just, yeah, I was like, as we were reading, I was like thinking of that line in the episode. I was like, oh, what was it? It was information. I think that's a perfect fit. There we go. Oh my gosh. Danny, I liked that you said anal report instead of annual report. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you. My socks are also high, and you guys took all of the business jargon jokes, so I'm just going to say <laughs> it's up. Business is booming. It seems like it's going down, but it has to go down to go up. It could be like business is boom booming. Like, don't they call like sex boom boom? Mm. Don't they? Who's they? The boom boom room? <laughs> what are you, Greg, having sex in the 1950s? <laughs> you don't, no one calls it boom boom, Greg. <laughs> More bang for their buck. Oh, that's a good one. Uh You guys, this was just great. Amazing. I can't wait till the finale. Lindsay, are you, I mean, the fact that you love Greg and you're getting like a lot of Greg descriptions here, are you okay? I am. Yeah, you gotta be. I mean, I like that Greg's in charge. I like that Tom's the one like falling in love and being like, oh my gosh, I've loved him all this time. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Well, tune in for a Q4 release earnings next week and we love you. Bye everyone. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. 
and thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 